Welcome to the College Park Church of Christ Sermon Series Podcast. This sermon was recorded at the College Park Church of Christ in the Conroe Porter area. Join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thanks for studying the Word of God with us. I'd like to welcome you all here this evening. Um, Appreciate you choosing to come here tonight with us and worship. I know there's other things that you could be doing, but you chose to, to come here and worship God, and we're appreciative of that this evening. As Brother Jerry mentioned earlier, we're going to be continuing on on our series, uh, Eight Weeks to a Better Body. And tonight I'll be giving application to the uh, sermon Timothy gave on Sunday, talking about the interdependence of the body. So just a real quick reminder um, for a definition on interdependence. This is something Timothy shared with us on, on Sunday. The Oxford Dictionary puts it, the dependence of two or more people or things on each other. Merriam-Webster Dictionary says it's the state of being dependent upon one another, mutual dependence. So this evening as we look at the body, the body being Christ, we're going to look at how we're all dependent on each other. This is a verse that throughout the series you'll probably see quite a bit talking about the body and the different members of the body, but here in 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to start in verse 12, and I think we'll have three slides going to about 17, 18, somewhere in there. So we'll start here in 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. It says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, And we were all given the one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But this last verse, verse 18 says, But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So just as God created our physical bodies the way they are, and each part of our body has a purpose, a very important purpose, from what we might consider the very least of our body parts, it serves a very important purpose. part of what our body does and how our, our body performs. You just, uh, I've heard of people who have had their pinky toes amputated. And you might think, it's just a pinky toe. What, you know, how much could I miss that? Well, they have to relearn to walk because that's a very important part of balance. So the Bible here tells us that every member is very important. And you have been placed here as God wanted you to be. Uh, Brother Timothy used an analogy, I guess, of a basketball team on Sunday, talking about Michael Jordan, who he says is the best NBA player of all time, which is probably true. But he had a team. If Michael Jordan were to play one-on-five in a basketball game, Michael Jordan would lose every time. He needed Scottie Pippen there to guard the best player on the other team. He needed Steve Kerr there to hit the wide-open... Uh, corner three when he was double teamed. He needed Dennis Rodman there to rebound the ball when um, he missed his shot or on, the, on defense to rebound the ball. 
It's a very important part of the game. They had Phil Jackson, probably the greatest coach in NBA history, there to look and see what the defense was doing and to call the right plays to be able to, to get the things done that, need to, that they needed to, to score. And just like that, the body of Christ, the church, depends on you if we want to be successful. So this evening, what I want to do is look at um, several things that I believe are very important aspects, and we're going to look at different areas of our lives um, and some specific things on what we can do to make that body perform how it's meant to. So I want to ask this question as we start. Why work together? You know, the body all works together. The brain tells the body what to do. Everything flows through that. We've got joints and ligaments that hold muscles that hold together, and it's all functioning as one body. So why do we work together? First thing I want to look at is we want to work together together to show unity. In John chapter 17, starting in verse 22, it says here, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and I have loved them even as you have loved me. This is Jesus in a prayer, uh, speaking of his disciples and telling or praying for his disciples to be united in what they're doing. And in that 23rd verse, it says, Then the world will know that you sent me. So through the unity that the world sees in his people, we are showing Jesus and what he, what he is doing. We're, we're showing the gospel. Um, if we are constantly fighting, if we are arguing, if we're constantly putting controversial things on messages on Facebook, what is that showing the world? So the things that we do, the things that we say are important and can show that we're either united or that we're fighting and why would anybody want to be a part and come join us if all we're going to do is fight and argue. So we work together to show unity. Also in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 through 3 it says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We're called to do everything we can to have unity, to bear with one another, to be patient with one another. And when we're going out into the world, we need to show that, that we're we're patient and bearing with one another and that we're united. So why work together? Because we were called to take the gospel to the world. The mission here at College Park comes from the mission that we find in the Bible. To seek and save the lost and to provide a place of refuge for hurting souls. Here in Matthew 28, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we see that Jesus is telling us this is what our mission is, to go and to teach the gospel. And I think when, as we're going through here in just a moment, this list of things I believe we can do in different 
areas of our life, these are the things we need to keep in mind while we're, while we're doing that. We're working together to show unity and to take the gospel to the world. So I want to look at some things this evening, um, starting with some things that we can do from home. Here in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. The first point I want to make is that we are meant to study and to grow. This, this verse is talking about the early church. This is shortly after the day of Pentecost. Talking about the early church and said that they were devoted to, they were given to it. To the apostles' teachings. And just like that, we need to be looking at the things the apostles have written us all these letters. Uh, or written churches these letters that were meant for us to learn from as well. Also the gospels. We need to be getting in the word and studying and growing. Because even if part of our body... If you go back to the human body, you know, I don't know if you ever heard the, the phrase, don't skip leg day. You ever seen a guy that's really built on the, on the top side, got a lot of upper body strength and his legs are just like sticks? Don't skip leg day. We need everybody studying and growing. Each individual member of the body needs to be doing its part to grow. So I think that's the first thing we can do while we're at home is to study and to grow. Also in Ephesians 4 and 16, it says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Every part of the body has a job to do. And that's what I want you to look at as we go through this this evening, is what can you do for the body? What are you bringing to the body? Because we need a body to work as a whole functioning unit. The next thing that we can do from home is teach our children. <clears throat> in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it says, Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. We need to be teaching our children. We need to be teaching our children Bible things. Um, things from, the, these will all come from the scriptures. I don't have them all up here. But things like respecting authority, things like respecting those that are older than you, things like how to grow as a Christian, the gospel. When we're talking about teaching the world, we need to start with those that are closest to us, and most of the time that's our family. But we need to be teaching them biblical principles. The next thing I want to look at is check in, check in on your church family. While there may not be, you know, specific verses in the Bible that says, hey, maybe give a call to somebody that's struggling. I think this is a very biblical thing and bearing one another's burdens and different things like that. But check on your church family. This uh, uh, verse from Proverbs chapter 16 says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. There's been times where I've felt down, where I've just felt terrible, maybe being sick, that I've gotten a phone call, a text message, somebody reaching out, and maybe it's a joke, maybe it's, you know, just checking up on you, showing that they care, and it helps. Something about just hearing from your families, hearing from people that you love, it helps, it picks you up. Sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Those are some very uh, soothing words there. The next thing I want to... Uh, look at for things we can do from home 
is to invite people in your home. Romans chapter 12 and 13 says, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So being hospitable. This verse in particular might be um, also on the side of your help. You might be helping somebody out by having them in your home for dinner or something because maybe, you know, they can't, they can't afford it. They're going through a hard time, something like that. But have people in your home. Build relationships. Get to know each other. Have people in your home to discuss Bible. That type of thing. But it's a very important part of what we need to be doing as a church. The last thing in this, uh, this particular section we're going to look at is building relationships with your neighbors. Um, here in Mark chapter 12, starting in verse 30, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And I know here it's the neighbor is basically just people you're in contact with. But let's, as we talked about earlier, our, a lot of our focus needs to go the peop, to the people who we can reach. And those sometimes are our immediate neighbors. Build relationships with your neighbors. If you're constantly fighting over... Uh, fence lines and constantly fighting over your dogs barking all night and all these different things we might have issues with. Maybe I'm the one whose dogs are barking all night. I don't know. But if we're constantly arguing and bickering, we're not showing Jesus through our conversation with our neighbors. But look for opportunities when they might need help. Invite them to church. You know, just be the type of people you need to be and build relationships with your neighbors. The next section I want to look at are things that we can do while we're at work and while we're at school. I know mine, I try to stay as far away from school as I can. Maybe some, for some of you, work is school. Maybe some of you are young enough you are still in school. But I believe some of these things we're, we'll look at here in uh, just a moment will be helpful to all of us in, in some way. Be an example Titus chapter 2, verse 7 through 8. This is specifically talking to an evangelist, but uh, I believe we can all take something from it, uh, something we can strive to, to be doing. And everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because, you have nothing, because they have nothing bad to say about us. Be an example. When you're at work, when you're at school... Have integrity at work. Don't cut out early just because nobody's there to, to catch you. When you're at school, don't be looking at your neighbor's test. Focus on your own. Have integrity. The way we talk, you know, you use your speech in a way that builds up and doesn't tear down. But it's basically saying live your life where nobody has anything bad to say about you. And I know we all mess up from time to time. But live your life in a way that if people knew where you go to church, it's not going to hurt the church. Be a good example to those that, that you're around. Talk about church. Um, and this is not, I, I'm not saying just invite people, but I mean, if somebody asks you how, how your weekend was, you can tell them, hey, you know, on Saturday we had a work day up at the church building or we had a women's fellowship that we all got together and we studied the Bible. Sunday morning I worshipped with my family. 
Uh, in fact, we heard a really great sermon on the interdependence of the body and, you know, look for, for times to be able to talk about the church. Um, there's been times where I just haven't said anything, just I, I, don't, I don't know exactly why. I try, I'm trying to get out of that habit, but... And sometimes people can still see through not saying things about church. And I had one guy at one point um, ask me, he actually asked me, he said, are you Church of Christ? (laughs) I said, yes, I am. How'd you know? And he kind of explained a couple things that he saw me do that kind of pointed him in that direction. But here in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. Don't be ashamed of Christ, of church. Talk about church. Look for opportunities. Um, I mentioned one just a second ago. Somebody asked you how your weekend was. Let them know how your weekend was. But here in Colossians 4, it says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. There may be a time where somebody's struggling that you work with, that you go to school with, you can, you know, ask them, say, do you mind if I say a prayer with you? We had a, an individual, Summer and I did, Summer was talking to these people and, and showed that she was a little concerned about something, and they asked, can we pray for you? And she said, sure you can. And, well, they're right there. That's where we were praying. And that was Awesome. It, it makes you feel special. But maybe take that person to a, you know, a, a quiet place and pray with them. It Maybe because of the way we're living, the way that they've heard us talk about Jesus, maybe the opportunity presents it, itself where they've been struggling with something and they want to talk to you and you're able to share the gospel with somebody. Look for opportunities. I think a lot of times we have a lot of opportunities that we just look past. Sometimes we may notice them, sometimes we may not notice them, but we need to be looking for opportunities um, in our workplaces and in our schools. The last thing I want to look at this evening is things that we can do together. There are certain things that we do as a congregation that have been decided that these are things we want to be a part of, and I want to look at some of those uh, this evening, starting off Things that we can do together is be present. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. It is difficult to spur one another toward love and good deeds if you never see one another. It is difficult to encourage one another when you're never around one another. So be present. Be here. I'm not just talking about the services. Be as as much a part of your church body as you can be. Brother Jerry mentioned in the opening announcements the activities that we have that we're advertising on on the board. Be a part of as many of these as you can. Build relationships with your, your, your brothers and sisters in Christ, but be present. The next thing I want to look at is we need you to be involved. We have several 
I, I'm going to try to cut this a little shorter than what I originally uh, planned, but we have several um, responsibilities that have been kind of separated out amongst the deacons. I didn't put any names next to these because we're currently, we added two deacons and we're working through some of that. But some of these things are things, if you haven't been here, um, maybe you didn't know that they're um, out there and opportunities for you to be involved. Um, get with one of the deacons. Um, and then later on, we've got some things that you can also get with the elders on. But uh, get involved as much as you can. For those of you that are doing a lot of these things, thank you for being involved. It's, uh, it's very needed and very helpful. Uh, that way, one person doesn't have to do everything themselves. But here's a, a list of one of those lanes is building cleanliness and organization. This includes some things like weekly building cleaning. People come in the building and uh, every week they straighten the books. They clean the uh, trash up that's left behind. They clean the, the bathrooms, all these different things in preparation for Sunday's worship. Organization. There are several different areas in the building where things need to be organized. We're working through some of that. The library is in progress in there. Um, so just things you can be involved in, things that you can help out with, building supplies. We have stock of cleaning supplies, lunch supplies, toiletries, all these different things. You can be a part of helping with some of that in the organization. Lunch is something that pretty much everybody is involved, but being a part of a lunch team and preparing lunch and coming up here ready to serve your brothers and sisters a, a meal. Uh, the building exterior includes everything that curb appeal, lawn, that type of idea, communion prep. Uh, somebody has to come up here Sunday morning and get communion ready, make bread, bring it up here, get it all in the trays, set it out with the grape juice. Somebody has to do that. Building equipment. If you have a specialty that uh, in your working career, this may be a good place for you, HVAC, electrical, Plumbing, that type of deal would be a, a good fit for uh, helping out in these areas. But the equipment and lighting, the baptistry, septic system has a weekly maintenance that has to be done on it. Uh, security and ushers, you'll see as you walk in the doors, opening doors for people and they have other tasks as well. Just different areas you can get involved. Technology and communication. We almost found out tonight about what happens when we don't have AV guys. They were able to get the sound up and running. Thank you. But they have a lot that goes on in there. They need more help. They need people who are willing to learn uh, that, that system back there. Social media. Uh, we make Facebook posts. We have uh, podcasts. These things take people to, to make happen. Email communications. Those emails that you get don't just automatically get sent to you. People are behind the scenes sending prayer requests, sending uh, event updates, the website. Member services, um, we kind of spoke on some of this earlier, and you don't necessarily have to be a part of this team to check, on, check in on people that you notice are missing. You see somebody that wasn't there, check in on them. See if there's something you can do for them. See if they need anything. Uh, new members, uh, I think that's specifically talking about getting information to uh, get them a part of group me and all these different things, but we need people making sure that new members are feeling welcome. Um, attendance, somebody's taking attendance. There's a card ministry. 
hospital visitation, elderly care. We've got people that are in the hospital right now. It helps when people are going up to the hospital and making visits and, and checking in on people, just showing some of these individuals that we care. Community outreach. There's a, a deal, uh, there's a group of ladies that um, look for opportunities uh, that are not inside this building, but maybe people that our individual uh, members know that might be in the hospital, might be struggling. They'll get a, a gift basket together to give to somebody to show that we care and as a way of evangelizing. Uh, singing at retirement home. We had a great singing over there uh, that Tyreek led on Sunday. Um, just ways that you can be involved. Visitor host. You know, those ushers aren't the best looking people in the world. So just inside we set some ladies that are welcoming people with friendly faces. Uh, there's different promotion materials that we get. We have t-shirts that we make for gospel meetings. We have flyers that we get ready for gospel meetings. People have to design those things. Teacher breakfast. Uh, this is something we've been doing the last several years is taking breakfast, some sort of like a Chick-fil-A breakfast sandwich to uh, teacher's lounge in schools and, and dropping them off and you know having some information about the church there. That has recently turned into some other opportunities across the street that will be probably getting some information out here before long on ways that we can help with our, some of our community. Things to be involved in. Street signs. Uh, there's content that goes up on those street signs. We have a group of individuals that makes that content. Uh, monthly ministries. Mario has been heading that up for a while and just different things whether it be ministries inside or outside the building, but having something to do to serve. I didn't put Brother Ray's stuff up there. I don't know how much he has to help with the, with the finances and budgets, but if you're interested in that thing, talk to Brother Ray about, about budget. And everybody, the Bible teaches us to give generously. So that definitely helps out as well when we talk about evangelism. Um, another way you can be involved for the, for the guys is going through some worship leader training, being involved in what goes on up here. Um, things like giving announcements, leading songs, um, giving sermons. There are trainings that the, the elders are putting people through that are wanting to get involved in that to learn and get ready so you can get up here and be a part of it. Be involved. If you need help with the prayer, see Brother Brian. He's one of the the, my, my favorite individuals that say, says prayers, um, very heartfelt prayers, get involved. And finally, what I want to talk about for a second is give your best in everything that we do, whether it be at our home, at work, at school, while we're here together, while we're working to evangelize together, give your very best. Colossians 3, starting in verse 23, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. We all need to remember, ultimately, who we're working for. Even when we're at work working for somebody else, we're working for Jesus. And we need to give Jesus our very best in all aspects of our life.
So in closing, uh, we'll read some verses here in Romans chapter 12. It says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. It is, if it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So whatever it is that you're able to do, do it. Do it as if, not as if, but do it because we're doing it for Jesus. Give, it, give Jesus your very best and be willing to grow. Look for opportunities to grow. Um, but that's what I want to leave you with this evening. Just want to encourage you to be involved. If you're not involved, if you are involved, thank you. And you can probably grow some more and be more involved. But we appreciate you this evening. Um, at this time, we want to offer an invitation. If you're here this evening and struggling with something, we definitely don't want to pass up an opportunity uh, for you to, to, to get right with God. If uh, you're here this evening and you haven't obeyed the gospel and you want to do so uh, this evening and obey the gospel through baptism, uh, we'd love to assist you with that. And if there's one of either case, we'd like to invite you to sit on the front row as we stand and sing the invitation song. Thanks for joining our sermon series podcast today. For more, check us out on YouTube or come worship with us on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings.